Many Republicans and conservatives have cheered the antitrust efforts of the Department of Justice and even newspapers like USA Today against Google. On this week's Liberty Cafe, we're going to look at whether it's a wise idea for us to get on board with the government's efforts to go after those we might consider our enemy. Welcome to the Liberty Cafe, where oppression is on the menu. Hi, this is Bill Peacock, and welcome to episode 143 of the Liberty Cafe. It's a blessing to have you here with me. I hope your journey with us, whether you've been here for just this might be your first episode or it might be your 143rd episode, but I hope the journey through this has helped you. It's also It has helped me learn about government and God and the interaction between the two and how that interaction helps us promote and fight for liberty. And I'm also blessed, and, and I hope you are too, by the sponsorship of the Liberty Cafe, which comes from Texas Scorecard. So go on over to texasscorecard.com and see what you can do to find out about the battle for liberty here in Texas particularly, but but it, it helps take a look at things throughout the United States and the world. Well, so Gannett, who is the owner of USA Today and, and I think a couple of hundred other uh, local newspapers, recently joined in with an antitrust effort against uh, Google with the Department of Justice and and attorneys generals for, general from mostly blue states when they filed a, a, a lawsuit against uh, Google for violations of antitrust law. So as I mentioned in the introduction, a lot of conservatives have gotten behind these efforts to, to use the government, particularly antitrust laws, to go after companies like Google and, and Facebook and and Twitter and those kind of things to for all the uh, cancel culture uh, practices they have been engaging in over the year. But it's not clear to me that this is a, a very good idea for conservatives. So let's just kind of walk through this a little bit as we go through uh, the Liberty Cafe today. So the, the, the complaints against Google by Gannett are typical of antitrust suits. They include Complaints uh, that Google is exercising monopoly power, that they're engaging in deceptive trade practices, and unfairly manipulating markets. But I'd suggest, however, that if you dig a little bit deeper into Gannett's reasons for suing Google, you'll really find the same reason at the bottom of that lawsuit, which is at the bottom of every lawsuit, almost every antitrust lawsuit that is filed by a private corporation. Gannett, in this case, is simply unhappy with its low profits. So let's take a look into the lawsuit a little bit more and see what Gannett is really talking about here. So they're they're talking about Google's anti-competitive actions. And, and while doing so, they claim that Google has reduced the value of publishers' ad space and that a fair market would produce higher publisher revenue, greater investment in content, more impressions for sale, and ultimately more and better content for Gannett's millions of readers. I think when you really consider this, though, 
what's going on here is that Gannett is hoping that the judge who, who has this case hasn't been paying much attention for the last 30 years. Since the decline, I mean, all the things they're talking about, the decline of the value of newspapers, ad spaces, and everything else, began well before Google even existed. When you look at history, the decline of newspapers is well documented. I mean, papers started going under well before Google came into existence. Part of that had to do with government mandates for recycled content in, in newsprint, which is used to print newspapers on. That made newsprint much more expensive, and that led to several newspapers, uh, well, many newspapers across the country just going out of business, including, I'd suggest, the Houston Post in my old hometown, because they, they just couldn't afford to run a newspaper as the second largest paper in, in Houston with the higher cost of newsprint. But, of course, then came online competition, and all of a sudden, uh, the monopolies of these newspapers on both printing news, publishing news, and classified advertising was, was broken. And so what we had was all different kinds of news sources and advertising sources opened up on the Internet at very low cost compared to the cost of using newsprint to publish a newspaper and then distribute that paper all around the uh, country. We had first just blog sites. People would go to blog sites. And then we had compilers of those kind of things. Like uh, we had uh, Town Hall came in and started congregating a conservative thought from all over the country. And, uh, and so people could go there and get news sources and news that they couldn't get before. So, so this is the reason why newspapers begin losing readers and ad revenue by the millions, a, a trend that continues today. It's funny that, that Gannett is complaining about their loss of ad revenue, while U.S. e-commerce topped $1 trillion for the first time in 2022. And, and this is a growth spurt that is continuing to go on. And ad revenue is continuing to increase along with it. And it's also funny that they're blaming Google for all this when uh, webs websites like Yahoo and Fox News and El Mundo continue to grow and gather new readers and new revenue. So I'd suggest that those are the companies that Gannett and USA Today should be upset about, not about Google, but the thing is they can't sue those companies for antitrust violations, so they have no other choice but to go after Google. So the problem that, that USA Today and other Gannett properties are having with attracting readers really shouldn't surprise anyone. And it's not because of Google's antitrust activities. or It's because of Gannett's left-leaning bias and its participation in the cancel culture. And here's just a few headlines in, um, that, that kind of make the case here. Here's, here's one. USA Today decides that a man is a woman of the year. USA Today removes the word male from an op-ed by Connecticut's fastest female runner. And USA Today devoted me for a tweet because its woke newsrooms are out of touch with readers. So these are just a few examples of that. It's Gannett, not Google, is the reason 
that its readers don't have better content. But Gannett is just refusing to face the fact that, that the company itself is its primary cause of its low profits and its reduced investment in content for readers. Why is that? Well, perhaps it's because it can't give up its woke ways. But it also might be because Gannett decided that using the government to increase its profits through antitrust actions is just a heck of a lot easier than competing in the news media and online advertising markets. If this is the case, Gannett would not be the first to try this. Web browser pioneer Netscape encouraged the government to go after Microsoft in the 1990s for its anti-competitive behavior. And what was Microsoft doing to harm competition? What was it doing to justify this antitrust enforcement? Well, it was giving away its browser for free. And of course, giving away its browser for, for free just happened to cut into Netscape's profits from selling its own browser. So before we finish up here, I thought it might be useful just to remind ourselves what competition really is, because it might help us understand whether or not these attacks on Google and other companies for anti-competitive behavior really hit the mark. So let's just, let's just take golf, for instance. So you may know who Scotty Scheffler is. He's the top-ranked golfer in the world. And I, th I think he's about on his fourth year on the PGA Tour, and he's earned $40 million over those four years. So earlier this year in March, he dominated, simply dominated the field on, on his way to victory in the Players' Championship. He, he's the only player in TPC history that has shot a 60 somewhere in the 60s in each of his rounds. I mean, it was, it was domination. I think he won by five or six strokes. It was the largest vic margin of victory in well, quite a few years anyway. And so when he dominated the field on the way to victory, none of the players he beat in what was labeled as a one-man show complained that he was unfairly monopolizing the leaderboard, for instance, nor did any of them, not even Kevin Kisner, who finished 75th, 28 strokes back, did, it, did they claim that the Scheffler's five consecutive birdies in the final round was anti-competitive. Instead, what they did, they, they simply acknowledged that Scheffler was better than everyone else. Here's what Jordan Spythe said. Spythe? I think it's Spythe. He's in a good position to be able to continue to do this for a while. He said, and what he meant by doing that was beating the competition by winning. Yet, when we come back now to the DOJ's lawsuit against Google, beating the competition is exactly what has gotten Google into trouble. For instance, the DOJ has accused Google of trying to neutralize or eliminate ad tech competitors for uh, accused them of wielding its dominance across digital advertising markets and accused them of taking actions that benefit itself and harm rivals. Well, isn't that what competition really is? You try and beat your rivals. You try and put them out of business. You try and take their profits. Just like Scotty Scheffler or the Houston Astros, my favorite baseball team, you know, try and beat the competition and put them out of the competition by winning 
the profits or by winning the World Series or whatever it might be. That's what's going on with Google. Right? Now, we may not like Google, but the fact, and there's some problems with them, but the problems are not that they're being anti-competitive. I just want to put it that way. And so I think this should really serve as a warning to uh, conservatives who, who are supportive of the use of government to reshape market outcomes. A government agency going after Google for antitrust efforts is really no different than the recent efforts of federal law enforcement to use technology and media companies to, spin, to censor our speech. When we consider the, the federal government's antitrust efforts against Google or any other company, Microsoft in the old days, AT&T, go all the way back to Standard Oil back in the 1800s, it, it should really remind us that while neither Google or Gannett are our friends, they are not the biggest threat we face. The biggest threat we face is the weaponization of the U.S. government. And it's not just the Department of Justice and the FBI and the CIA and the federal courts. Th these are true threats to us, but these threats also include all the regulatory apparatus of the federal government, including antitrust. So I, I just encourage conservatives to stop supporting efforts, to stop giving in to the temptation uh, to support efforts of the government efforts and their growing efforts to, to reshape our markets because what the government is really doing here is trying to reshape our lives and if we support it now against somebody like Google we're going to be hard-pressed to stop them when they come after us. Well thank you for listening in to the Liberty Cafe today. As always it's a blessing to have you in here and thanks again to our sponsor for the Liberty Cafe, Texas Scorecard. Thank you for listening to the Liberty Cafe with Bill Peacock. This show is produced by Texas Scorecard. You can learn more about this show and find other shows at texasscorecard.com. Be sure you subscribe and rate this show on whatever platform you listen on. See you next time.